0: Father's Day is just around the corner. And what better way to show your appreciation than with a cozy and luxurious Minky Couture Blanket from our collection. Made with the softest and highest quality materials, our blankets are the perfect gift for the dads who deserve to relax and unwind in style. Whether he's watching the game, reading a book, or simply taking a nap, Our blankets will provide the ultimate comfort and warmth. Give the gift of luxury this Father's Day with a Minky Couture blanket. Visit our website at minkycouture.com or head to your nearest store to experience the unmatched comfort and quality of our blankets. Happy Father's Day!
1: Welcome to episode eight of Prince Kai Fan Pod. I am Becca and we are covering Cinder, book two, chapter 10. How are you doing, Bethany? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's good to be here this week. I missed you all last week. Thank you so much, Ashley. You were great. And it was so fun for me listening like as a fan for a week. Um... It's a lot more enjoyable listening when I don't have to hear my voice. That's for sure. Bethany, how was your week?
0: Bethany, how was your week? Good. Eventful. I had three midterms this week, so it was very busy, but um, otherwise, good. Good, good. We're dog sitting at the moment, so we have a beautiful um, basset hound at our house right now named Brandy. And oh, she it. is far more calm than both my dogs, so you barely even notice she's here.
1: <laughs> yeah, your you're, uh, Scamp and Beowulf are not really known for being calm. No, they're
0: very hyperactive. Scamp can be calm if the situation calls for it, but
1: they're pretty active. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Well, good. Well, I missed you guys. Um... As Bethany said, um, my husband and I are going to go on an adventure here pretty quick. So um, it was kind of a mad scramble getting the house ready for sale. Um, But we did a gazillion house projects and got our first offer. Um, And everything is pending and life is up in the air and crazy. Um, But we are going to go on a little RV adventure and uh, change our little lifestyle around a bit and go be minimalists and
0: (laughs) get rid of. It's like a series (laughs) chapter novel or something.
1: (laughs) I'm super stoked for getting rid of the clutter in our life and it's just gonna be us and the kids and doing some crazy fun stuff. So anyway. Big changes ahead. They um, are. They are. So, so, Bethany, what's new in Prince Kai FanPod world?
0: Um, we have had a lot of participation on Instagram. So, a big thank you to everyone there because I actually really like just hanging out on there and looking at some of the fan art and stuff. Um, I've been updating our listener world map, and we are... All over the world, and that makes me so happy. It is so exciting. We just got added on to an app called PodCoin. Um, So we are officially on SoundCloud, PodCoin, Spotify, iTunes, Listener Notes, and CastBox,
1: and Mm -hmm. Podcast Addict. Yeah, I listen to us through Podcast Addict, um, which that's a pretty minimalist app app it just pulls in our RSS feed so there aren't any there don't seem to be any like reviews or ratings or anything within that app itself it's just a method for listening Um, okay but I really like their interface for that Um, so
0: if you have any other apps that you are using to listen to our podcast please let us know and then we can let other people know Um, it's always nice when there's more than one platform to use to listen to the podcast, whatever makes it easiest for people. Absolutely. And And we have a review. You didn't get to read all our lovely reviews last week. Do you want to read this one for us? Oh,
1: my goodness. Yes. Thank you all so much, you guys. Um, We got a review through Instagram from user Pardily, P-A-R-R-D-I-L-Y.
0: Yes, and I gave them a shout out on Instagram. If you want to go follow them, you can look at the post on our Instagram page. So you can see it.
1: Yes, absolutely. So thank you so much, Partly. Um They say, every once in a while, I search for podcasts about my favorite book series. I don't usually find anything. So I was caught by complete surprise when Prince Kai Fanpod popped up for the Lunar Chronicles. They are absolutely amazing and go into detail about every chapter. They even discuss little tidbits I never discovered on my own. Um, And Partly also um, shared some fan art um, and had some comments about that. So those of you on Instagram, um, take a look. Um, And then they also say, as soon as I get the chance to do a bit of research, I'll be sending an email out to you lovely people at Prince Kai Fan Pod about that 6% guy. I think I have an idea to an explanation there. Okay, Heartily, please. Yes. Yes. please, (laughs) Please do this. I want to know because I am fascinated by this this cyborg fellow that's only 6% cyborg and it's just a foot and what is the deal? Because I don't understand. I want to hear your theory because there is no explanation to me to why anyone would spend their life savings and become what society views as not human over a foot. And also I mean, automatically putting yourself at
0: risk for the cyborg draft just by getting that book. Yes,
1: yes it just seems so bonkers. Especially um, as I, a single parent. What's that? Especially as a single parent. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand. I want to know what you think because I cannot imagine – I I mean, I know quite a few people actually who have had um, limbs or parts of limbs amputated and, you know, they're fine. (laughs) I mean, you know, obviously it's traumatic and scary and sad. I mean, but my husband's missing half a finger, you know, from from a job. So, uh, you know, it's like not... The only possible explanation I can think of
0: is that for whatever reason basic prostheses are no longer an option. If you want to replace an extremity for whatever reason, the only oper- the only option you have is, is bionic or possibly none mm-hmm. at all. So I'm really not sure if that's accurate. I would love to hear feedback from every listener on it because it just does, doesn't make sense to me that someone would spend their mm-hmm. entire life savings on a right. foot when, knowing that it automatically... I suppose you could argue that it's a cyborg draft, so perhaps he was thinking maybe I won't get picked because it's only 6%, but it doesn't seem to go off of percentages at all. And he got really lucky right. that Dr. Erlon sent him back because mm-hmm. his technician, Fatine didn't even consider him human, and she wanted to hey. test on him, which means I'm yeah. assuming that any other doctor... In that profession, would have had just as little compassion as she did.
1: To not even be considered human over something as trivial as one missing foot, I the society just baffles me. And then, I mean, I guess I don't know time frame either. Like, was was his foot replaced before, or after the sideboard draft started? Because yes, this is all a short, you know, couple of years. I don't know. That's a um, good point, because it said that the cyborg draft
0: had only been going on for a year. So right. not, if, if he, knowing that you're slightly condemned by society, he might have uh-huh. chosen to get the foot, not realizing the cyborg draft was a problem. And since yeah. it's 6% and it's just his foot, he can hide it at all times. And he had skin crafting done. So even if he was barefoot, no one would know. So right. if, exactly. if he did get it done before the draft, then it makes perfect
1: sense to me yeah I suppose. um but this stigma though about the cyborgs, I still don't get it, but then also, yeah, like you said about you know maybe you can only get these cyborg parts and and regular old fashioned prosthetics aren't around. that's so crazy to me because you know technology today, I can go to our tech library a mile and a half from my house, and I can three d print myself a prosthetic if I need it, and all I would have I mean, real you know legit prosthetics can be very, very expensive. This is true. But with the 3D printing technology, you know, you're able to do so many things these days so much cheaper. All I would have to pay for um, would be the materials, like the, I mean, it's not ink, but whatever it is you fill the 3D printer Uh, with.
0: Quentin has a 3D printer and it's called filament.
1: Filament, Yeah. So that would be all I would pay for. I would just go to the tech library. They have a person there that can help me, and and I can have a new leg. You know, like, I mean, I, I realize that that's a huge oversimplification. There's two how things with that.
0: Yeah. One, this book came out in 2012 when 3D printers were still a relatively new concept in the medical field. True. So, I suppose you could argue that she might not have had that in the back of her head when she was writing this. I
1: would like to give her more credit than that, but yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, it kind of caught. I mean, this is similar but different, but it kind of caught me too. In your in the last episode that I wasn't here for, you were talking with Ashley about um, hover crashes. Yes. Um. And and it as it said in somewhere in chapter nine about essentially about self-driving car. <laughs> and how Dr. Erlin kind of pointed out like, oh, we used to have more crashes before, you know, before basically like the hovers navigated themselves or we had yeah, no track says, or whatever. It says final
0: injuries used to be quite common before computer-operated navigation took over.
1: Yeah, computer-operated navigation, which is so funny because this is hundreds of years in the future. But just being written five years ago, It was plausible five years ago that hundreds of years in the future, somebody living would have any memory of a time before computer navigation. Because right now we have that already. Things change so fast, I guess is what I'm saying. And I
0: don't know when the self-driven cars started making a headway on the commercial market. So it could have been before 2012. It could have been after. I didn't think, you know, I haven't done any research on that. And then the other thing I can think of with the prosthetic as far as 3D printing goes, it might just be considered like antiquated practice. For example, we no longer use wooden. It's not, I know that there's like a trope that a wooden prosthetic is associated with like pirates but for a long time that was pretty much your only option or you just didn't have anything we don't use that method anymore so I guess it's possible that what we consider normal Mm prosthetics nowadays would be antiquated in this society several hundred years in the future so they maybe not even make them anymore
1: yeah I mean it may not even be like something that you would know about or think about Because it's more advanced.
0: Because, for example, how many people know that we used to use wooden
1: prosthetics?
0: It might not be something anyone even knows used to be a medical practice.
1: Yeah, other than pirates, yeah. Yeah, so
0: I don't know. There's a lot of variables in that situation, so I would be interested to hear anyone's opinion. Just email us at PrinceKaiFanPod at gmail. You can send me a DM on Instagram. uh, Yeah. Do they have DMs on Twitter? I don't use Twitter.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can drop into the DMs on Twitter. Normally, that's like, um, uh, oh, how can I say this? Normally, if you drop into somebody's DMs, it's like you're flirting. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like that's that's how people say it. But like, but yeah, no, you can absolutely, um, either add us or tag us or yes, private message. Yes, please. <laughs> or I want those as well. I want to hear everyone else's opinion on this. Um. Absolutely. I do too. I, I just find it so interesting. And it's just, I, I love, I love reading it this way and thinking about like, yeah, we're reading about hundreds of years into the future. But the idea of hundreds of years into the future, five, 10 years ago, versus what I would expect the idea of a, hundred, a couple hundred years in the future to be now. Yes. That difference is so interesting to me. Like things and change it, so fast.
0: It's interesting too because as you said, everything changes so quickly. If you even just think about a hundred years ago, medically speaking. Oh yeah. Or not even medically speaking, just electronically speaking in any way, shape or form mm-hmm. was not a thing at all in nineteen nineteen. Okay. Didn't even have TVs commercially yet. So if you think about just what can happen in a hundred years, it's there's a significant amount of technological advancement that can happen. Yeah. Uh, a very small thing that people might not even think of, something as basic as agriculture. Yeah. We have pretty much nothing but factory farms all over America now, and it used to be family farms that distributed to local mm-hmm. markets. The whole concept of grocery stores wasn't a thing in nineteen nineteen. I mean, mm-hmm. the amount of change we've had in our own world in just a hundred years is massive at even the tiniest scale. So mm-hmm. applying that to this society, what we assume is at least two to three hundred years into the future, mm-hmm. the possibilities of what they've managed to come up with is is endless.
1: It is. Yeah. Well yeah, even in the past you know, even like in my adult lifetime, medical science, like, did you just see the other day that some research team here cured HIV, basically? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you think, you know, even when I was in high school, I mean, it was just, such a thing and when I was in like elementary school it was still like hadn't even been named you know and now you know this this thing that nobody ever thought that anybody would cure and they've they've reversed like and it's one of those
0: things too with like AIDS is a really good example because AIDS has had a very dramatic history you know it started out as GRID, which stood for gay-related immune deficiency, because Mm -hmm. it was assumed it was isolated to one community, and it slowly spread, and, you know, the name changed, the stigma behind it changed, Mm -hmm. it's still changing, Um, the difference between age and HIV, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's insane how much has changed, and this disease is only, the first known case was 1984, I believe, so yeah, I mean, it's
1: younger than me. Yeah, it's, it's a very than young me.
0: disease, but it's still very problematic, and I think that's part of the reason it's so comparable to letamosis in this series.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. We've made that comparison a lot, and I think, I, I mean, I'm sure we will probably continue to because it oh, just, I'm sure, yeah, it reminds me so much of. But I just love that 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 news came out about that research like right at the end of Pride Month. I was like, sweet.
0: <laughs> yes, that makes me very Good happy. Job end doing MC. Um it's belated, but a very happy Pride Month to everyone. Yeah. Um especially especially to my sister Ivy, I heart you.
1: Um,
0: and then also a happy Independence
1: Day to America and a happy yes. Canada Day. That was yes, like, Happy Canada Day? Oh yeah, there was a Canada Day concert. Here that one of my friend of a friend's band played at, and I was so sad that I missed it because I have Yeah, Canada Day. Oh, should we get into these chapters? I've just talked to you yeah, so we too.
0: have one more um, quick announcement oh.
1: that I want to make.
0: Um, yeah, we do. Because it's big.
1: <laughs> it's big. We're
0: so excited. We have over a 1,000 downloads on SoundCloud, and I about burst when I saw that.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. You guys, this is amazing. Yeah. This is a lot.
0: And we have over 1,500 downloads
1: over all our platforms, so it's big. I'm so excited. I'm so grateful. Yeah. I mean, thank you to my husband for downloading our podcast 999 times. And thank you to the one (laughs) other person that listened. You guys are both great. (laughs) He actually has only downloaded
0: six episodes. Really? Or six listens is what it says. He
1: has six listens. Oh, well, gee, husband, um, thanks for the support. He might
0: have, well, there's only seven episodes. So maybe it's only applying that. But it tells you, like, your your top, like, oh, I guess it's, like, an invasion of privacy, I guess. But, like, if you're a SoundCloud um, podcast host, you can see, like, your top listeners of all your, um, like, for example, I'm looking at it right now. Our top three listeners are Ashley, who was on the other day, and she has 22 listens. And, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that last name. N G O
1: um, oh, I don't either.
0: And she has sixteen <laughs> listens and then Jerry has six. So those are our Yay. top three. Our top three countries are the US, Canada, and Germany. So thank you. That's very exciting. That's and then super. our top three cities are Sicas, New Jersey, Cresfield, Yeah. Cresfield, Germany, and Montreal, Canada. So thank you to those as well.
1: That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just bonkers. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Who do we know in Germany? I mean, I have you know, uh, a yeah. friend whose family is stationed there, and that's it. But I don't think that he or his wife listen. She, I know she loves Laura Ingalls, which I know I've talked about on here, but I don't think she's into sci-fi. It's 44.
0: There are 44 people. There are 44 different listeners in Germany. What? What? Yeah. So there's 60 in Jersey, there's 44 in Germany, and 30 in Montreal, and those are our top three.
1: Okay, Germany yeah. and New Jersey and Montreal. Talk to us. What's going on? What's with <laughs> your I want to know everything. Tell me everything. This is yes. fascinating.
0: Me too. That yeah.
1: is so cool. So
0: just a big thank you. I was really excited about that. I texted Becca like bright and early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And you had texted me. I want to say the night before, super late. Yeah. Also, yeah, because yeah. that's my sleep schedule. <laughs> I slept through it. I yeah. I slept through. I was like, she's just gonna wake up to this super cool text tomorrow. <laughs> um, I think I had been up for like an hour or two when that came in. But you know, toddlers. Ben yeah. learned how to climb out of his crib this morning. It's been fun. that's
0: awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway, should Um, we talk about Chapter 10 yet? Yeah, we really should. (laughs) Chapter 10 is huge. Things are happening.
0: We left off with Dr. Erland wanted to see her alone. Yes. All the fireflies are disappearing. Now, we talked about, I pictured the fireflies as like the little green
1: guys from... Anastasia yes and and, and I love that you said that because I totally that is exactly what I pictured as well okay I yeah Anastasia <laughs> yes the exactly. Rasputin and the yes oh okay we just high-fived the via Zoom. Zoom. <laughs> you're such dorks <laughs> yes that is
0: exactly what came to my mind when it said especially because of the eastern accent
1: yes absolutely so. Yeah, totally like Rasputin and the whatever that was in Anastasia. I don't even know, (laughs) but I love it. So I'm glad that we had that
0: same um, interaction, especially because we had a connection we talked about earlier when we first heard about the Princess Celine story that we connected it to Anastasia as well.
1: We sure did. Yeah, the Romanovs and yes, Bethany gave us a history lesson and absolutely, yes. which I'm I love. I'm fascinated by history. <laughs> I am fascinated by your knowledge of history. <laughs> this is I, why I tell people
0: that I'm not necessarily intelligent. I'm just really good at like memorizing information.
1: <laughs> well, there are different types of intelligence. I mean, you're very educated in history. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm dumb, but like, I am not educated in history. Well, for example, my
0: husband is in the IT field, and he's very educated in that field, but he's not educated in history or literature or things like that. We all
1: have our um, little niches that we fit into. Exactly, yeah. Well, Yeah, my husband, Jerry, I mean, I don't think he is very educated at all in anything academic. He's like a jack of all trades, though. He sure is. I mean, he knows, first of all, he knows a little bit about everything, but he knows a lot about, I mean, he could build a house. He knows how to fix everything. He knows, I mean, his medical knowledge, of course, is just yes, off the he, chain he, from his EMT years. Yeah. And yeah, so he's good in an emergency. I mean, but yeah, but he, I mean, he couldn't really probably care less about diagramming a sentence or (laughs) you know any of that dorky stuff that I like I think next semester I'm
0: taking a technical grammar class
1: oh my gosh I'm
0: jealous so everybody (laughs) so I can be like super knowledgeable
1: that is fascinating teach me everything when you do well I'm So I think
0: you and I have talked about this before. I'm nervous about what grammatical information I'll be getting Uh because I'm in the South and they teach uh, different types of grammatical practices than what I'm used to in the Midwest. For example, the word lie versus lay. Oh, sure. So I'm interested to know what I'll be learning Because Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I feel like a lot of it's going to contradict what I did learn previously in my education.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, You know, grammar is interesting. I used to be so up in arms about grammar and properness. (laughs) And um, the only time I get up in arms about grammar is if someone tries to
0: correct another person's grammar and they're wrong uh-huh.
1: and they're wrong. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Because again, I love my husband so much, but for the life of me, I cannot explain to him why it's not always I. Yes. I have this but conversation. I am last me night. is Correct.
0: Yes. I had this conversation last night.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and he just, I don't know and, if
0: and you remember probably, this, but you and I had this conversation years back. Because Did I they? had read a book where they said me instead of I, and I came wow. to you and I was, because it was the sentence, I have way too good of a memory. This It's from A Waverly Life. If anyone wants to read it, it's a great book. But, it's basically the American Bridget Jones. Um, I have a vague memory of
1: this conversation.
0: He had said something along the lines of this gift is from Todd and me or something like that. Okay. And I said, I had come to you, and I said, shouldn't it be Todd and I, and you said nope. no, because if the phrase Todd and had not been there, it mm-hmm. would just say this is a gift from me, and yeah. that specific writing mannerism, right. that's not something I learned in my education, and that's right. the type of gaps I'm worried about with taking this technical grammar course.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting, though. I think you'll
0: really like it. I'm very uh, excited. See, this is I'm the kind of stuff my husband could not care less about.
1: Yeah, my husband, and I tried to explain it, you know, you take out the Todd and, yes, you know, then the me makes sense. But, but whenever I try and get him to practice it by taking out the Todd and, then he switches it around and just says, like, I gave you this gift. I, 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 and I'm like, you wouldn't say me gave you this gift. And I'm like, no, you're correct. It would be I gave, because it's the, object yeah. blah blah blah, and the thing, and I don't know the words, but like, ugh, you know that the I and the me bothers me. But also, though, I I feel like the past few years, and you know, the more I listen to the illusionist the more, um, like, what's the word? The more easygoing I become about grammar overall, because learning the etymology. And, like, learning how things evolve. I think grammar... Help. I think
0: grammar is forever adapting and changing. Yeah. And that used to really bother me. Well, for example, if you went back right now and tried to read Pride and Prejudice from a grammatical standpoint, you'd have a lot of issues.
1: But, see, I wouldn't have because I wanted it to still be that way. <laughs> Yeah, because I think if you specifically take proper. out the
0: context of the story and you were just to look at like a vague paragraph somewhere within the book and you mm-hmm. were just trying to point out grammatical errors, yes. there would be several. But at the time, that wasn't the case. So grammar is always adapting.
1: It is. Well, and the thing, honestly, the thing I think that um, that really hit home for me as far as like, causing me to accept the fact that grammatical conventions can evolve and that that's okay. And that actually it can be good is the whole using they and them as a singular. Yes. With a non-binary, you know, gender. Which while we're on the subject of that,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it is very difficult for names to translate on Instagram. So please, please, please tell me what gender you identify with so that it I don't let you preferred pronouns. Yes, I don't want to accidentally use the wrong thank you. Preferred yeah. pronouns. Please tell me what preferred pronoun you identify with because I do not want to unintentionally use the wrong right. one.
1: Yeah. So I don't know why it very like respectful. Yeah. I don't know how it is on Instagram. I know on Twitter a lot of people put that right in their name. Well, for Uh, example,
0: our name says Prince Kai Fan Pod. But we're two females hosting a podcast. So, oh, I was going to say we need to explain our name. And I was going to let you do it. Because someone asked why our name was Prince Kai Fan Pod if we're not all about Prince Kai. And you kind of came up with the name since it's a play on words. So, I was going to let you explain it.
1: Okay. So... My wonderful friend from college, Angela. Hello, Angela, um, who will forever be Angela Gatchel to me, but that is no longer her name. Anyway, uh, <laughs> she she helped. She helped, so we need to give her a shout out. Thank yes. you, Angela. Uh, because she actually, I had asked, I knew she was a huge, huge fan of Marissa Meyer. And so when Beth and I were, trying to come up with a name she was kind enough to send me a big old long list of suggestions and we adored prince kai fan pod and i like how it flows
0: and well originally remember it was it was just prince kai fan club, club and yes. marissa meyer podcast and we changed it from club to pod
1: so that it would fit on twitter <laughs> exactly Yeah, Yeah, because club has four letters and pod has three, and we were at our limit of letters, so we had to call it pod instead of club. (laughs) That
0: is the play on words that explains our podcast. I did have someone mention, because we were talking about our favorite characters, and I mentioned that mine is Thorn, and they had asked, why is your name Prince Kai if you like Thorn? (laughs)
1: Sure. Well, also, since we are... Mostly spoiler-free because I mostly have not read the books. I ha- I did read Cinder. I did read all or most of Scarlet. Scarlet. Um, but I have only vague memories of reading Scarlet and super vague memories, actually, even of reading Cinder. Yeah. Uh, so we're mostly spoiler-free. So I don't know who Thorne is. I know he's in Scarlet because it sounds familiar. Yes, um, I adore him. I could tell you nothing about him. Very excited uh, for you to meet him because I love him <laughs> so. much. <laughs> um, so having started with Cinder, um, you know, we went we went with Prince Kai because yeah. we both knew who he, who he was from the beginning. And since
0: it is a play on the the Prince Kai fan club, which um, obviously is meant to represent the society in Cinder, where everyone is obsessed with this Prince heartthrob. It worked out really well, so that's Absolutely.
1: that is the story behind our name. Yeah. Oh, and thank you, Angela. You're great. Oh my goodness, yeah. how are we like an hour in already? You have Yeah, there? I feel like we're way off topic. Okay, so
0: disappearing little green fireflies and Cinder Hi. is going through some emotional roller coaster Hi. right now. She is. She goes from like, all right, where's my damn antidote to. Yeah. Not that it'll help. Well, maybe it will help to, you know, back to giving up to SAS in, like, just two paragraphs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this it opens with just this med droid drawing more blood from, she says, the sacrificial lamb, which, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very poetic. It is. Yeah. Um, the lab is sterile. The holograph. We talked Absolutely. about last week being
0: able to smell and see the lab just based off of the word sterile. Yes. Were you also able to get that inference so easily?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Um, yeah, the bleach smell, the, yeah. Uh, and this, the squeaky wheel on her. Um, this. Heart- the wrong word. On this bed. this
0: whole sentence to me is like something straight out of a horror movie. This is what I picture. I picture her like imagining the screams of other victims rolling down a hallway, chained to a desk with like flickering fluorescent lights above her head, and it almost feels more like one of those nineteen eighty nineteen ninety horror movies that were set in mental institutions in a lab research facility. That whole sentence, not sentence, that whole situation Uh of her just moving from one room to the other with no explanation because the team literally ignores her. That whole paragraph. That's what I picture in my head. It's like a horror movie. I can like hear the music in the back of my head.
1: Yeah, the nightmare of it all is very vivid. The white tiled hallway, the empty corridor, smells of bleach, the wheel squeaking. And you know when you're upset and stressed and in a situation that it's out of your control and a squeaky wheel just drives you crazy? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And. I love that she says she has oil in her calf <laughs> I just I still I'm so I know in my notes in my notes I wrote how very mechanic of you and this is not a funny chapter but I still find it delightful that you have, have to it. you
0: really have to look for those moments sometimes because these these few chapters are very bleak and stressful
1: well yeah I haven't had Ico in a while so I, I, I need something I miss Iko oh. um yeah, the crinkle of this room.
0: She gets into this room and she sees her gloves and her boots. And she immediately is like, do I still have a weapon in my calf? But right. then she like, puts on her gloves, her boots, has the weapon in her hand, and she is just ready. She's like, is there any cameras? Is there any escape routes? It's very similar to like in Chapter 6 when she was immediately planning like how she would get away from the Medroids and how she would escape. This girl is always... Ready on a moment's notice to just GTFO.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she is just she's scrappy. She's gonna figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but then it, it, Dr. Erland comes in and charms her somehow. Um, her like description
0: of him is really kind of sweet because I just picture like this adorable little old
1: man. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, the, the lines in his face, somebody who thinks really hard, these blue eyes. The newsboy cap? Yes, a newsboy. He's wearing a newsboy cap. That's adorable.
0: I, love, I think that's adorable. I love it so much.
1: A lab coat and a newsboy cap. See My kids have newsboy caps, and now I want them to be Dr. Erland, Erland for Halloween. Yeah, that's fine with me. <laughs> we can do that. We can totally do that. They have the blue eyes. We could do that. It's like a very soft
0: reference that no one will get. <laughs> no one would understand. But you could put it on our
1: Instagram. People I would love that.
0: The strange. So he's like really calm. He's not even, she, despite the fact that he walks in and she's got a big old wrench in her hand, he's not even remotely threatened by her.
1: Not at all. No. Um, I love this part too. Um you know, she's got this wrench and he's introducing herself, himself, and she says, like, shouldn't you be wearing a face mask? What are we for? Are you sick? I love (laughs) it. He's so adorable. Holy jerk. Like, you had your metroids inject me. I think I am.
0: And this is what we talked about last week, too, where there's no... I compared it to Harry Potter because if you read Harry Potter, it always says, like, he said angrily or there's (laughs) some kind of word to describe their tone of voice. And we don't really get that with Marissa Meyer. And this is another perfect example of, you can hear the attitude, the anger and the shouting in her voice, but it doesn't actually say that. It just says, she mm-hmm. said, yeah. because we don't says, get Oh, now language. you want to talk. Oh, now you want to talk. She
1: said, we don't, don't need it. That. Yeah. We don't, we don't need the, she said angrily. She said, blah, blah, blah. We have, we have, his gray eyebrows lifted yeah I mean it's so it's just so good it's so good how does does she do it it? she's so good
0: and it's the same with um right after that it says maybe that's because I didn't volunteer that's not how you read that right (laughs) yeah you read that as like maybe that's because I didn't volunteer but it doesn't that it doesn't say angrily, it doesn't say she said angrily or she shouted or no. JK Rowling's favorite word, ejaculate, is she ejaculated loudly.
1: But you know, but what it does say, the metal tool warming in her palm, yes. Well, that's the anger right there, she's getting hot,
0: yes, but it doesn't say that that is her tone of voice, and that's what I oh. love. She uses a very different writing technique to give us the inference of her emotions while
1: she's talking, and I really enjoy that. Yeah, we just know. We just know it. And then, uh, so
0: what the hell happens here?
1: Yeah, so this is a very short chapter, and right here we are. Um, Confused as hell. She's raising her arm, presumably to beat him senseless with this wrench. That's
0: literally what it says. In a fluid yeah. motion. Raised her arm, targeted his temple, and visually envisioned him crumpling to the floor. But she froze her vision blurring.
1: Her heart rate slowed, the spike of adrenaline gone before her retina display could warn her about it. Yeah, so quick. Like all of a sudden, she's completely calm. Yeah, and she has a syrupy confusion of her brain that is. Now now he's just a simple, old man, frail, helpless, old man with the sweetest, most innocent blue eyes she'd ever seen. She did not want to hurt him. And then we get the orange light. And it's, there's no explanation to it. So. I love this. Yeah. The orange light. The orange light, if you'll recall, means that someone is lying someone is lying and he hadn't said anything how could he be lying oh people lie all the time by not saying anything are you kidding me this is what we do we lie constantly yeah we we smile when we don't want to smile we We laugh when something's not funny this I mean this is the biggest lies that we tell are in our demeanor
0: yes I agree completely and then he is completely calm this entire time. He doesn't react yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Doesn't, he doesn't flinch flinch. Mm-hmm. And then it just says, please, won't you sit?
1: Yeah. He is pleased with Cinder's reaction. Yeah. So he he sees this happening. He doesn't even flinch. He sees that she's gonna beat him senseless with a wrench. And doesn't even he, Lies somehow with his
0: pretty blue eyes. Yeah, it's insane to me. And he's happy that it worked. How easily
1: he's he's pacified by the whole situation. So who is this Dr. Erland? Oh my goodness. He has these Jedi mind trick powers. So we also
0: revealed in the last episode, because Quentin has now listened to the book on audio, that Dr. Erland is his favorite character.
1: Of course it is. I would so, expect nothing from Quentin, actually. That is not surprising. Just the little um, that I from We will talk
0: about it later when we get to the end of the book. I have a segment we're going to do about our favorite secondary characters, and mine hasn't been introduced yet. Ooh. So, but I do have a favorite yeah. secondary character from this book, and he hasn't been introduced yet. Interesting. So. Okay. Ooh, things to look forward to. Oh, my and goodness. So, um, two things. Ah. For Bethany's Easter egg hunt, there are two in this chapter. And big, big, big announcement. If you are rereading these books and you have been paying attention to the Easter eggs, next week there is a hatching. There are two hatchings in Chapter 11. (coughs) So if you've been paying attention to the Easter eggs and you're curious what they are, you will be getting the answers very soon. And I would be interested if anyone... Wants to send me a guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I'm excited.
0: Yes. So oh then, God. what if your um, quote for chapter 10?
1: Okay. I love this. Okay. When it's describing Dr. Erland, lines drawn into his face suggested he had spent many years thinking very hard over a very difficult problems. Oh, like I love that.
0: that. I love That's that. That's really- Escaped my memory. I love, I love that that stood out to you so much.
1: It's the best.
0: I love it. Yeah, my favorite quote is also about Doctor but <laughs> His eyes were bluer than the sky, and at that moment, they were smiling. I love
1: when eyes smile. I do too. Yeah. Uh, anytime eyes smile, it reminds me of Paul Engels. Hmm. I don't know if it's just the Michael Landon of it all. Or if it's like both I think all. my age is showing because I don't know who that is. Oh my goodness. Little House on the Prairie. No, I never I'm watched sorry. it. I forget that you're not a bonnethead. Yeah, I've never watched it. Oh, so that's like one of my favorite book series. I, I never, never read really, it either. <laughs> I never really, really got into the TV show. Um, but I love the books and I love learning about the real Laura Ingalls. Okay. The Ingalls like, word is familiar to me. Laura Ingalls Wilder. Okay. Okay. Wow. You've you've not read the Little House books at all? Not just you're not a huge fan of them. You're an Anne girl, aren't you? Anne of Green Gables, yes. I read yeah. those. You know, you have your Anne people and you have your Laura people. This is what the Laura people say. There are Anne people and there are Laura people. No, I love both, but are I am they a Laura. Too-
0: very different characters, because Anne of Green Gables, like, obviously that's me, she's loud, she's kind of irritating, she likes books, she talks
1: a lot. <laughs> no, I you're mean, definitely an Anne. Yeah. Um, Laura, Laura is spunky, um, but she's she's got a different kind of spunk than Anne. Um, oh, I just yeah. realized, I really am
0: Anne, because one of the, so my name is Bethany, one of the nicknames for Bethany that I have is some people call me Annie. Yeah. So I really am Annie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I can so picture you like clinging to a bridge pier and like just sending Gilbert Blythe away. So oh.
0: shout out to um, my mom, Desiree, for picking a perfect name for me. <laughs> <Good> job. Because <laughs> the name oh. Bethany
1: actually means house of figs so. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I would tell you to read the Little House books because I love them, but no, you're an M person. That's that's true. I might still enjoy them,
0: though. I can still read them. I just found, I love Meg Cabot, and I just a new series by her called Abandon, and I got all three books from the book barn for, like, two dollars each, so as soon as my break comes up, I know I'm reading those in like a day and a half because it's Meg So Oh, good, good, good.
1: Yeah, I like her stuff. Before I forget, yes.
0: because I have had a couple people on Instagram ask, so I'll say it on the episode as like an overall so everyone can hear it. If you're looking for book recommendations and you really liked Cinder and the Lunar Chronicles because of the fairy tale aspect, I am huge on fairy tale adaptations, and I highly recommend everyone look up Alex Flynn, F L I N N. Um, she has several books now. It is a series, but they don't need to be read in chronological order. They just take place in the same universe. Um, okay. but that I've had a few people ask what I would recommend, and that's what I recommend. If you enjoyed the Lunar Chronicles, I I would recommend her, and then I'd also recommend Meg Cabot just because she has similar writing
1: style to hire mm-hmm. I do enjoy her I mean, yeah, I love her yeah it's been a while since I've read her her stuff but good good stuff yeah do you have any books you would recommend oh my goodness um man you know it's been so long since the kids and you know, I was sick for a year and then I've had kids for two years. It's like, it's been so long. I haven't really kept up with what's new in books, which is like crazy. Um, let me think on it. Let okay. me think on it. I'll come back with that. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a minute. Okay. I'd be happy to hear about it on the next episode. <laughs> well, okay. Here, Here's what I've mostly been reading is um, anything by Sandra Boynton. I'm not um, familiar so, with her. So, yes, well, since you no longer work in a daycare.
0: Yes, uh, I used to teach preschool.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, she, we have a lot of her board books because my children... Oh, okay. Um, um, but they, if, for anybody who spends time with children, uh, which most of our... Most of our listeners are probably quite a bit younger, but if any of you like still babysit I mean, I babysat well through college. Yeah, I me mean, too.
0: I still babysit yeah. sometimes.
1: <laughs> uh, so Boyden is delightful, and I don't get sick of them the way that one often gets sick of reading the same book over and over. I um, adore the llama books. The llama books are fabulous. A llama llama
0: red pajama makes my heart oh. soar.
1: Llama <laughs> llama Mrs. mama. Yes, llamas are great. Yes. Um, yeah, Sandra Boynton. Um, she writes a lot about penguins and hippos. Okay. Um. So we have the the book that they're stuck on right now is Are You a Cow? Okay. And it's Hey, I'm a chicken. Yes, it's true. Tell me, tell me, what are you? Are oh. you a cow? No. Are you a dog? No. And then at the end, it's like, um, are you a penguin? You're not? Oh, okay. wait. You must be you. Now, isn't that great? That's okay. cute. Sweet little messages. Um, but the other one that they really like is um, Blue Hat, Green Hat. And it's about a turkey who doesn't know how to dress himself. Um, so it's like blue hat. There are four different animals. And so they'll each have a different color hat. it'll be like blue hat, green hat, red hat. And the little turkey is, like, standing in his yellow hat instead of wearing it. Oh, my gosh. And then at the end, he finally gets dressed properly. And so he has, like, the hat and the shirt and the shoes and the purple socks and whatever. And then he jumps fully clothed into the swimming pool. That is adorable. It's so stinking cute.
0: I, Um. I... I just realized we've gone off on a ton of tangents okay. today. So I, hope, I have had people message us and tell us that they love our tangents.
1: So I hope that they
0: liked this episode.
1: <laughs> I, I'm sorry guys. This was a short chapter, but a long episode because but I next, dabble, week, but I you guys.
0: next week is huge. So next, week, I next week's episode is covering chapter 11 and it's big. There is there's some information that comes to light that's literally shocking. So, oh my
1: um, oh. come back yeah. to that,
0: everybody. Yeah, so next week um, it'll be chapter 11. And in the and meantime, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Prince Kai FanPod.
1: Yes, uh, and also on our Facebook. Um, and then if you enjoyed the episode, uh, it would really help us out if you could rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and or wherever you get your podcast. And if you leave us a comment on SoundCloud or CastBox or um, also on Facebook or Instagram, we will read them on the next episode. We love hearing Yes oh, We love it. And oh, yeah, um, at Heartily, please, please, please email us about this 6% dude. I really yes, want to
0: know. I'm very interested in the theory behind that. I really want to hear about it. And anyone else, send us all of your questions, comments, or concerns. I will be happy to answer them. Becca will be happy to answer them, Um, as long as it's no spoilers. We'll answer it on the podcast.
1: Absolutely, yeah. When Bethany gets stuff that's not a spoiler, she'll like text it to me right away. So yes, I free off the Instagram just so that you guys can have your. I mean, I don't know how to use it anyway, but also like that gives people a place to. It's basically.
0: It's basically like pictures. Yeah,
1: that fan art.
0: It's Er beautiful. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Fan art Friday is a thing, and we want to be a part of it. Send me your fan art. I will share it. I will shout you out on our episode. I will tag you in the art, and we will start doing fan art Friday. I if lot you could try to keep it, it within the chapters that we're reading, that would be really helpful because then that would apply directly to what we're reading, um, but either way, I'm really excited to get it. I might just save it until we get to those chapters if it's referencing someone we haven't met yet.
1: Yeah, I and I love, too, a lot of the fan art that gets posted on, like, the Lunar Chronicles Facebook group is stuff that I don't understand, having not read all of the books, Um But, man, it's some gorgeous stuff. Yeah, people have – there are some incredibly talented people out there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I can't even draw a stick figure. You guys are amazing. I love it. Yeah. So, So. I think that's all we have to talk about today.
0: Um, Oh. Oh, the passages that were read out loud today are from Cinder by Marissa Meyer. And – you can follow us anywhere on the internet. We really want to hear from you about some of this stuff. So please email us anything you want to say, as long as it's spoiler free. Like I said, we'll mention it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I think that's it for this week. I think so. We'll see you Walk next on week. Welcome back. Yay, thank you. <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye.
0: Bye. The passages read for you today are from Cinder by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced
1: by Bethany Fingered. Today's special guest was Rebecca Baker. Thank you for listening.